Hello and a warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This is the place where we talk all things wellness, skincare, business, yoga, and feeling good from the inside out. And today is no exception because we are going to be talking skincare wellness and feeling good from the inside out with a wonderful, wonderful lady, Dr. Jean. She is the founder of the Figgy skincare line, that's F-I-G-G-I, and she talks about dry and sensitive skin and how you can really nourish and soothe dry and sensitive skin but also how we can start to feel good on the inside. And it's a very open and honest and vulnerable chat where she talks about going through panic disorder, changing her career completely, going into entrepreneurship. So if you enjoy hearing about skincare, if you enjoy hearing about business, and if you enjoy hearing about wellness, then this is definitely the episode for you. So let's dive straight into this week's episode. Jean, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And I know, like me, you're a big fan of skin and skincare and wellness. So I feel like we've got so much to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. And I love everything you do. So I'm so excited to be able to speak about sensitive skincare today in line with everything that you offer. So I think it would be a great conversation. That's wonderful. And I'd love to start by just sort of taking it back to the beginning of your journey. I know you said 35 for you was quite a a sort of pivotal age in many ways. You know, you were going through a lot of contemplation, a lot of joy, but also a lot of confusion and, and a lot of change. Can you tell me what sort of happened during that year? Yeah, so my background is actually in international human rights and criminal law, and I ran my own consultancy for almost 15 years. And when I was 35, a lot of things happened all at once. I had been diagnosed with panic disorder five years prior that I was severely mismanaging. COVID happened I was starting to burn out in my consultancy because I was traveling a lot and I was dealing with a lot of secondary trauma and I hadn't dealt with my own past trauma. And then we immigrated to another country. (laughs) And the point was for me to kind of extend the consultancy in Europe, um, which didn't work out for me. So I lost a lot of my kind of identity or how I saw myself and how I saw the value that and the purpose that I brought to my life. And then combined with this was supposed to happen ultimate crash in my panic disorder and everything I hadn't been dealing with. It was just a true moment of breaking. (laughs) Wow. That's a a big moment. And how did that diagnosis of your, your panic disorder affect you or help you? Well, as I said before, like I call it the breaking, I had actually been diagnosed with it five years prior after an event while I was traveling for work. And it really did affect me a lot because I couldn't accept it a lot. And a huge part of my work at that time was mentorship and helping other Uh, women in the legal profession. And I felt like such a fraud and such an imposter because how can I be 
trying to help others if I'm suffering from anxiety and you go through all of these things like what happened to my body cannot just be anxiety. It needs to be something way more horrible than that. And I really just, I had a lot of guilt and a lot of shame about it. So I hid it and I didn't talk about it because I didn't feel the professional environment had space and place for that. And I think that very much led to a lot of the breaking that happened five years later. Yeah. Yeah. And a big change. And it also took you to a, a career change as well. So you started getting much more into the the skincare and the wellness industry. Tell us a little bit about that transition. Yeah, I think if you look at it from the outside, it seems like, whoa, how did you go from like human rights to skincare? But for me, a large part of my frustration and burnout with my consultancy was because I really knew how to help people, but I was constantly being barred by, you know, politics and diplomacy and bureaucracy and red tape. And I was just so tired of it. I wanted to take what I knew I could do well and do it in a way where nobody could stop me or tell me that this doesn't fit into the policy or this doesn't fit into the budget or whatever the case may be. And I just decided that in my work that I had done so far, I saw so many women like me that are like high flying professionals and have kids and a life and are dealing with these moments of stress, perhaps not panic disorder per se, but they feel they can't say it. So I wanted to create a space for them where it was okay to come to and not be okay. And even, you know, the podcast and the blog, if you don't want to tell people you're reading it because you don't want to seem like you're not as good as, or that's totally fine. This is still your space where, where you can just be, you know? Yeah. And tell me a little bit about your skincare line, because I know that's something you're hugely passionate about. And it's yeah. also very much linked to your journey and, and everything you've been through. Yeah, I think when people think about a panic disorder, they think about panic attack, right? And that is obviously incredibly horrible to go through. But it really, what makes it difficult to manage and accept is everything that comes with it. It affects your life in so many ways. And your skin is one of the worst parts. I mean, it's your largest organ. So if it's upset, you're upset. Yeah. <laughs> and I always had sensitive skin because I think I've always been a very stressed and anxious person. But after my diagnosis, it just became so much worse because, you know, it's the cortisol levels rising in your body and it's just all of the intensity of that, you know, sending all the blood circulation to all of these nervous systems and points. And it oftentimes people will tell me, but you, your skin's not red. It doesn't look sensitive, but that's part of the problem because it feels like it is because your nerves are constantly firing at such a high level and I just had in this period of the breaking a thinking of, you know, can something just anything small just go right or feel okay? And I've always loved skincare. And I thought, you know what? I can do this. This is something small that I can try and 
put back in place for myself. That's wonderful. And your skincare is very much focused on helping to soothe dry skin, sensitive skin, and a lot of the ingredients you use to help to do that. Can you pinpoint a few of the key ingredients that you use in your skincare and how they can actually help someone who does either suffer from sensitive skin, um, perhaps they're going through panic disorder like you do and, and have done and that has had an effect on their skin, or perhaps their skin is feeling very dry. What key ingredients really can help with that soothing and nourishing? Yeah, so one of the key or the key ingredient that is in all of my products is South African rooibos extract. I don't know if you've ever had rooibos tea. It's also it. called red yeah. bush tea. Mm -hmm. Love it. So we use the green rooibos extract, which rooibos is wonderful. It's got so, so many scientifically proven benefits, but the green extract has been proven to be even more unique and potent. And rooibos is so unique because of its polyphenol structure. So the antioxidants it produces is just like unlike anything else. There's no other plant or species like it in the world. And it only grows in a super small part of South Africa. And if you try to grow it somewhere else, the poly polyphenol structure changes and it doesn't do the same thing. So it's been proven to be an anti-inflammatory, to be soothing, uh, antimicrobial, antifungal. And it's also, if you drink it as the tea, proven to have amazing cancer preventative properties. So used also as an antioxidant in the skin, it has an incredible ability to increase the efficacy of your sunscreen, not replace your sunscreen at all, <laughs> but to improve the efficacy of it. So that's my main ingredient because I've been using it on my skin ever since I've, I was 15. And then I just used a lot of pure goodness for sensitive skin, you know, things like glycerin, which is proven to be actually better in hydrating than hyaluronic acid and urea, panthenol to soothe and to heal uh, jojoba oil, which is skin identical and the skin just accepts so beautifully. And then I think a lot of things that are unique about this line is what it does not contain. You know, it's completely fragrance-free and it's also essential oils-free because a lot of fragrance-free products will tell you there's no fragrance, but they'll use essential oils to mask the smell. And for somebody like me, it's so detrimental because I have such a reaction to essential oils on my skin. So... It's completely free of that. It's vegan. It's free of any kind of artificial colorants. And I just hope like it brings the luxury experience back to sensitive skincare, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And you talk a lot about your experience with, with sensitive skin, but I know you've also suffered with dry skin as mm. well. So how do you manage that now? Yeah, so I think... You know, often when your skin is dry, it makes your sensitivity even worse because you do struggle a lot more with uh, protecting your skin barrier and just keeping it healthy and balanced. So again, the Figgy line has really helped me a lot because I've included really wonderful moisturizing and hydrating elements in there, especially in the double cleanse, because for me personally, I always felt that cleanser was stripping my skin 
bare and I didn't have anything extra to give, any extra moisture. So I just made sure that it was super hydrating and moisturizing and it doesn't take away any of the oils that your skin really cannot afford to lose. And then just lifestyle things, you know, like trying not to wash with too warm water, hydrating, trying to stay out of the sun, but it's a lifestyle. It's it's not a quick fix. <laughs> You're right. It absolutely is a lifestyle. Let's get into that a little bit more. So for you personally, but also through the lovely education you give through things like your podcasts and blogs and through your skincare, what do you recommend that if someone is suffering from dry and or sensitive skin should do to help their lifestyle really help their skin so in terms of maybe nutrition or stress management or sleep or are there any particular things that you recommend which really can can help that soothing and nourishing of dry and sensitive skin yeah there are so many because i think sometimes we forget like topical applications is not going to cure your skin what happens inside your body is such a big key to what you see on your skin so yeah all the things like eating healthy diets and hydrating and all of that. But for me personally, perhaps because of my anxiety disorder, a key, key thing is really doing my best to, or trying my best to sleep well, because I have a really big problem with getting quality sleep and staying asleep. And when I'm so tired, you know, my skin is even more dehydrated and drier and it's just so much more upset. So I try to have a really good bedtime routine, switching off all digital devices, having my cup of tea, maybe doing a little bit of a meditation. And I try to involve my little girl in that as well so that I make sure I do have the time to do it, you know, because she's doing it with me. So it doesn't feel like it's taking time away from us or that she's bugging me or something like that. But sleep is definitely my biggest lifestyle one I need to watch out for in terms of my skin and do you notice when you don't sleep as well you wake up and instantly you see a difference in your skin yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah Yeah. for sure I can see the dehydration lines clearly especially around my eyes around my mouth but you can also it's like your skin is so dull it looks tired, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's not glowing and awake and like ready for the day. You know, (laughs) you look a little bit like the Crypt Keeper. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And are there any sort of go-to foods that you always try and include in your diet to help you nourish your skin from the inside out? You know, again, maybe because of my anxiety disorder and everything that led to that, I don't like diets and I don't like to talk about it because I feel like life is meant to be lived, you know? So I just try to eat in moderation. And my general rule is to try and eat the rainbow, you know, to see all the colors on my plate, whatever that looks like. But I mean, if, if I want to have that chocolate tonight, I'm definitely going to have it. I know I'm going to break (laughs) out from it, but like, I'm not going to deny myself. So I just try to keep all the colors in my plate. That's really all I do. Yeah. And I think that's such a key message. You know, often it's about including 
those extra things in our diet rather than looking at what we need to take away or what we need to restrict. So Mm. looking at all colours of the rainbow is so important because like you say, it's those antioxidants which are helping to really feed our skin and as much as possible variety because I think we can also get really stuck on a certain few fruits and a certain few vegetables and just have those every day. But variety is always so important. But I'm really similar to you, you Neo. I don't ever, well, first of all, I never do any sort of diets or extreme eating plans anything like that but also I never do you know often you'll see people in our industry do things like what I eat in a day or you know you should only should eat these foods (laughs) or not these foods because actually I believe it's all so personal and I try and encourage people to go into their intuition as much as possible and eat intuitively and really start to understand their mind and their body and their skin because everyone is so different so you know even if certain foods would really suit you and they would really nourish your skin maybe for someone else actually it's certain other foods that really help their skin to look much more hydrated or plumper or firmer or give them the energy that they want so I love how you gave a a really great answer to that I think that's such a (laughs) such an important message in what you do and I'm really intrigued to know how your your journey from everything you did before career-wise to everything you do now how do you feel about being an entrepreneur now? How do you feel about being your own boss? How do you feel about being self-employed? How, how does that, well, firstly, do you enjoy doing that? And second of all, how has that affected your panic disorder day to day? Yeah. So luckily this was not my first time around because I had started my consultancy as well, but it was completely different because I went from a service-based industry to a product-based industry. And I knew nothing about that. You know, I, I had to go back to school and do my certification in cosmetic chemistry. I had to learn about logistics and shipping and warehousing and, you know, international tax laws and all of these things that I I didn't know before. So although the entrepreneurial space wasn't new to me, this type of space was. And, you know, it's probably not going to be the answer that your audience would want to hear. But I always feel like when I get these questions, the best way is to refer back to like all these self-help tools that tell you, oh, it was so hard in the beginning, but then I made such a big success out of it. And that's not how it was for me or is for me at all. The hard times are really, really hard. And it's really difficult to start something new and to have faith in yourself that it matters to other people. There are so many setbacks and so many times when you feel like you've just reached the top of the mountain and you're home free and then you see a bigger mountain in front of you and you're like, are you joking? (laughs) You know, so I always say for me, being an entrepreneur is like a roller coaster because you can go from your highest high to your lowest low in 24 hours, you know, (laughs) something wonderful can happen and something completely horrible can happen just after. So that's my experience with entrepreneurship and I do love it and I, and I do enjoy it, but it is tough for me with my anxiety. I have to keep check on it. You know, I have to constantly remind myself that everything doesn't have to happen right now everything that happens, I don't need to completely stress out about, you know, there's only so much your mind can take and so much your body can take. But 
I don't always do it well. Like I just had actually a relapse in my panic disorder three weeks ago, and I'm busy healing from that because I didn't do that well. So, and you know, that happens and that's okay because um, life happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, I think that's such an important and realistic and honest and vulnerable answer, which, you know, and I know you said at the beginning, it might not be what my audience wants to hear, but actually I think it's the opposite. I think it's exactly what they want to hear because I think that it's your story and it's your experience. And there'll be so many other people going through that experience as well, you know, having those high highs and then those low lows. And, you know, whether you've got your own business and you're an entrepreneur or you do something completely different, you know, that is also life. We have these ups and downs. And, you know, even if we've gone through a very low low and then we built ourselves up again you know maybe it's not such extreme highs and lows but there's going to be little highs and lows along the way you know yeah. and that absolutely will happen and I'm so sorry to hear that you had a um a sort of a relapse a few weeks ago and is, is there anything in particular you're doing to heal yourself at the moment yeah I think for now it's just about going back to the basics you know usually when these relapses happened and that's why i get so frustrated with self help advice because i used to feel so demotivated and so guilty and bad because what did i do to make this happen again like i was doing everything right so i wasn't positive i wasn't in the right mindset and i've learned through the years that this is who i am This is how I'm wired and setbacks happen and relapses happen, but it's just a bad day. You know, I've, I went from having 30 bad days to one bad day. So I try not to get too stuck on it. I try just to say, you know what, this was just, that was a bad day. My body is sending me the signals that I need to slow down. And I just really try my best to maybe for a few weeks, leave the office a little sooner, spend a little bit more time in nature, reaching out to my support network, getting myself back into the right space and place. But yeah, it's not easy. It's, It's tough to go through it. But it's also nice to know that it's okay. It is okay. And it's also okay not to be okay. Yeah. It really, really is. And if you were to share finally with my listeners your one top tip for feeling good and for inner peace, what would that be? Oh, wow. Probably for me, it would be that (laughs) you never know because the journey never ends, you know? So, This is a question I've been asking myself so much, especially the past couple of years. What does inner peace look like to me? What does it mean to me? And what I've realized is it isn't any one thing. It changes, you know, and it's more important for me to try and constantly be aware of my body and my emotions and what my intuition is telling me than it is to have this idea of what inner peace is to me because it is what it is in that moment you know now now it may be spending more time with my little girl indulging more in artwork and creative exploits to calm myself down but you know a month from now when I'm doing much better it may be taking on new projects and you know and that may be what inner peace looks like to me so I think it's just where you're at and defining what that is for you in the moment 
Yeah, I, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no to apologize. That was amazing. And I agree completely. And I would love you just to share with everyone where they can hear more about your Figgy skincare line, how they can connect with you via your website and social media. Thank you so much. I, I think the best way is to go to figgylife.com, F-I-G-G-I life.com. And there you can find the podcast, the blog and a link to the shop, uh, the online shop. And you can also follow me on Instagram at jean underscore figgylife. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jean. It's an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle, Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.